The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for Biden. This is for Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live across the state of Alaska. On this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator and live around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com on the internet. Hey, look, there, it works finally. Hello, good morning. Wow, I've been up here sitting here for an hour and then all of a sudden everything just kind of exploded there as we got ready this morning to go. (laughs) TGIFF though, right? TGIFF, that's what it's all about. Welcome to the program, and thank you for coming on board and uh, jo- jo- joining us. It is uh, that one day a week where we get a chance to talk about issues related to the Second Amendment and uh, gun rights and so much more. It's all, it's, it's, whew, man, it's beautiful out here. Just, just ready to go, ready to go. Today, it's going to be just you and me. A little bit cooler this morning, only about 21 degrees here at the house, but feeling pretty good. Uh, feeling pretty good. It is Friday and you can't get much better than that. Uh, and of course we get a chance to talk about uh, all the stuff that's fit to print in the gun world today. What are we going to cover? Well, of course, we're going to always, as always, finish up the show this morning with Willie Waffle from wafflemovies.com. He's going to come on board and, um, and uh, he's He's going to come on board and share with us the latest on the entertainment review and so much more. Uh, we're going to talk with him. and uh, But before that, we've got a ton of stories that are going on around the country, including <clears throat> the latest on Hunter Biden. Um, he's he's had some, he got some text messages uh, that got entered into the record. And, um, they are not, um, well, they're, they're not complimentary. Let's put it that way. They're not complimentary, uh, this morning. Uh, but in fact, it's, it's pretty clear. Oh, this guy is a hot, 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 hot. If you didn't know it already, he's a hot mess. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Kansas city shooting and the reaction from Missouri Republicans on that. Uh, we will talk a little bit about uh, red flag laws, including the latest uh, uh, bill that just dropped yesterday in the Alaska legislature. Senator Loki Tobin has uh, put on um, uh, has dropped a bill, and uh, I really haven't had a chance to go through it all. So I thought maybe we would all go through it together and take a look at it and read through it and talk about that. Uh, we'll also talk about the the myth, the myth of a good guy with a gun. 
right? That's what they call it. That's what the that's what those on the left call it is the myth of a good guy with a gun. And um, we'll uh, we'll just kind of cover the whole we'll kind of cover the whole thing today. Uh, but most importantly, we have opened up the phone lines because. There's nothing better than on a Friday to talk with my fellow gun lovers and firearms enthusiasts and gun culture folks. And so we're opening up the phone lines this morning at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, we would love to hear from you this morning on any topic. If you have questions about firearms, I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. Firearms Friday is about educating people on the, you know, the right, the duty, the responsibility um, of a fire, of being a firearms owner. And so maybe there's somebody out there and you're listening and you're like, man, I never listen on Friday because I don't really care about guns. Well, that's fine. I, I got no problem with that. Maybe, But maybe you're like, well, but, I, you know, because the news media always says this or that or the other thing. And maybe you've heard something. Uh, in a news story, or you've heard a talking head, or your favorite celebrity say something that you're just like, well, that that seems to make sense to me, and yet, Mike, you're not, you're, you're you know, why? What? You, maybe you want to try and and ask me about that. That's what Firearms Friday is about. I'm not going to chew you up if you want to call up and talk about uh, something you heard or an issue or maybe something you feel about firearms. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have a conversation. That's really what it, uh, I don't like. I mean, I'm not here to beat people down for their beliefs. Um, we could have a lively conversation about it. We could have a, you know, a, a fact finding mission and we could talk about the facts and not the feelings of certain things. Um, but even if we disagree, you know, you're going to be treated with respect and hopefully you'll come away with some information and maybe a little bit of a different perspective on <clears throat> why. I, you know, why guns are actually good for America and why they have been always been good for America. I mean, they're they're basically they're baked into our DNA uh, as a nation. Uh, I mean, firearms rights. <clears throat> I mean, what you know, most people don't understand that the fight for firearms started, uh, you know, on April 19th, 1770, whatever. It was that, that those first shots heard around the world at Lexington and Concord. That was over gun control. The British were going to seize the magazine and the powder from the colonists so they couldn't fight back. So that first shot heard around the world was all about taking people's firearms, their ability. There was the shot, the powder, the ammunition. It was about disarming them, essentially. So this is something that's been baked into the DNA of America for forever, since the very, very beginning. Um, and so if you have questions about any of this, if you have questions about the laws and the rights and, you know, what, what do I think should have happened? Or, you know, maybe you have thoughts on what you think should have happened on things like, you know, uh, any kind of public incident or shooting or something like that. And, you know, maybe we can discuss, you know, what would have helped, what didn't help, uh, because I'll be honest with you, most of the times when these politicians and talking heads get it out there, and they start, you know, blathering on about these things. The things that they're suggesting are uh, suggesting are not really helping anything, uh, even if they had been in place. I mean, how many times have we heard from, uh, you know, the the president or some politician or somebody else talking about these things, and they're like, "Oh, well, 
you know, uh, if only we'd had universal background checks, if only we'd had, uh, you know, red flag laws, if only we'd had, um, you know, uh, magazine bans, if only we'd had a waiting period, if only we'd had all these things. And yet 99 times out of 100, not a single one of those ideas or laws or restrictions would have stopped the incident. Because in most cases, especially with public shootings and things like that, mass shootings especially, um, the the criminals either got the either they got the firearm completely legally by purchasing them from an FFL and they had no history of anything, or they were criminals and they went and they got the guns through illicit means to begin with, so it didn't matter. None of those laws mattered at that point. But again, as we talked about with, <clears throat> you know, with, with uh, so many people here over the last uh, few uh, uh, years on the program, politicians just feel compelled to do something when uh, when 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 some kind of event occurs. And so what Firearms Friday is, is it's hopefully a way to. Well, we want to demystify the firearm, first of all. And uh, then we want to give them some guidance and try and walk them through the logical fallacies of what what is going on out there, of what is being said. Um, and what's especially annoying is the fact that most of the politicians that you you end up watching on the idiot box is, you know, are a group of people who really don't understand what they're trying to regulate. They have really no, I mean, conceptually, they have no idea uh, about the particulars, about the mechanisms, about the mechanics of either the firearms or the law surrounding the firearms or anything else related to it. And so, again, they're just desperately grasping at these things. I mean, and again, it's not just because Joe Biden is a Muppet that he is seeing. I mean, these are the same things that many politicians are saying, case in point, put a pistol on a brace, it may turns into a gun, makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. It's essentially turning it into a short barrel rifle, which has been a weapon of choice by a number of mass shooters. I mean, you know, you can't, you strap a thing on a gun and it becomes a gun, but then it shoots a higher caliber bullet. And then it, again, they, they have no absolutely no concept of what of what they're dealing with they and these are the people that are out there stridently in your face pointing at you and shaming you for wanting to own or have firearms because somehow they know better and we all know that because of the ammunition magazines that can be strapped on to so many pistols that these become automatic weapons similar to AK-47s. Uh, I mean, so you strap a magazine onto a pistol and it becomes a fully automatic machine gun? That Again, that's not how, it's, that's not how it works. That's like putting an 8-track player in a Hyundai and making it a Formula One racer, right? Look, I installed this 8-track player, put that thing in there, and now it's, it's a McLaren, man. It's the same kind of idea. They have absolutely no, and I know I played these clips before, but these are some of the most egregious. I could go out there and pull them all day long. 
These are just the ones that I took the time to go pull out there because they have no concept, yet they are scolding you for wanting to exercise your right, and yet they're going to try and make laws that they have no, absolutely no rational or logical basis for. It all, again, comes back to we must do something. And when my eyes were truly open to this was the first time I ever saw this interview back in 2000 and, I don't know, six, seven. In February, you introduced the Assault Weapons Ban and Law Enforcement Protection Act of 2007. It would regulate semi-automatic assault weapons, including weapons that have pistol grips, a forward grip, and something called a barrel shroud. Weapons with a barrel shroud would be regulated. What's a barrel shroud and why should we regulate it? I think. I think the more important thing is that it also would have had banned the large capacity clips right. that Colin Ferguson had but used I, and also uh, the killer. Okay. But I, I read the, I read the legislation. I'm sorry. I read the legislation and it said that it would regulate barrel shrouds. What's a barrel shroud and why should we regulate that? The guns that were chosen back in uh, in those days were basically the guns that most gangs and criminals were using to kill our, our police okay. officers. I'm not saying it was the best bill, but that okay. was the best do, bill. Do you know what a barrel shroud is? Time. I actually don't know what a barrel oh, shroud is. Okay, because it's in your it's legislation. A thing that goes up. <laughs> because that barrel shroud is the shoulder thing that goes up. Oh, and these are the ones that we chose were the ones that were used most often to kill our police officers. False. False. Most criminals use handguns if they're going to use a firearm because they're concealable, because they're small, because they can get away with it, because they can tuck it in their baggy drawers. Right? But this is the argument. Well, these are the ones that kill most police officers, and we need it because it's the barrel, barrel shroud that can go up. Because it's the, I mean, this is why we do Firearms Friday. We're trying to demiss the, the news media, the entertainment industry, the movie complex, the whole thing. They have gone so far out of their way to either deify the gun in the movies and things like that. Oh, I mean, you know, Liam Neeson, I am going to find you. I'm going to kill you. It's a, like, you know, goes on to kill 86 people, you know, although Liam Neeson himself says Americans shouldn't be allowed to have guns while he can make millions off of glorifying the violence of guns. Uh, I mean, I've got nothing against you know, fictional gun violence, but I mean, you know, it's there's some irony there that you're missing. But they've just either deified it as <clears throat> it is the ultimate tool. You slap it in somebody's hands and they become a killing machine. Or they've made it so scary that most people just have no concept of anything. They've anthropomorphized the firearm into this mystical totem that Johnny was such a good boy until out of the sky, a pistol dropped into his lap and he just became this evil incarnate because of the fight, not because of Johnny's heart, not because that he was a thug to begin with. It is just amazing. But that's what Firearms Friday is about. Sorry, I got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's what Firearms Friday is about because I'm so sick and tired of watching the the news stories that I got to go. All right, we're going to come back to this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the entertainment industry and news stories and shows and some of this other stuff. I want to, I want, I want to hear from you. I want you to call in and tell me about something that you were watching, maybe a favorite movie or or show or something like that that was absolutely ruined 
because of this political narrative that gets woven into it. Let's talk about that for a second. Then we can cover some of these other stories. All right, I want to talk about that. That's what I want to talk about today. Number to call, 907-433-3150. Have you ever had your entertainment ruined by some kind of do-gooder, anti-gun narrative that had no basis in reality? Call me up right now. Let's discuss. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Oh, man, I could have a whole page of nothing but stupid quotes from people about about pop from politicians about guns and you know uh, it, it's just these are some of the most egregious ones and some of the other ones uh <laughs> designated survivors <laughs> i'm gonna bring that up that's one because i was yeah i just could i could not um uh yeah that was definitely one uh that comes springs immediately to mind on that one um, you should put a clip together of what, of all of them, like a super cut. Oh my God. We could have a 30 minute super cut of every stupid inane thing from Greg Jarrett at Fox news, talking about how you push a button on an AR 15 and it becomes a machine gun to, I mean, oh. I should go. I should. That was one that pissed me off. That's the one that broke me for Fox news. That's the one that broke me for Fox News. I was already on the fence about it because of some of the things that they were saying. And, and you know, it's, you can't ever go to one. Say, to me, I was always looking for the balance. I was always reading everything. But my kind of my favorite was Fox News. And that was the one right there that broke me for Fox News. I was just nope, 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 nope. That's that's a that's a dead one for me. Um, so, yeah, no. Sorry, that's a full-on, full-on nope for me. Um, okay. Uh, what else we got here? Um, I think Durbin, uh, Chris, because uh, he's because it was Dick Durbin. That that story about the strapping the pistols on the thing. And we all know that because of the ammunition magazines that can be strapped onto so many pistols that these become automatic weapons. So, I mean, that that's Dick Durbin. Um, he says, I think Durbin was reading his clip from a paper someone else wrote. I wonder if they go back and listen to what they say. I mean, okay, maybe. But the thing is, if even if you're reading it, you've you got to put some... <clears throat> You got to put some context in it. But, I mean, Carolyn McCarthy eventually just, I mean, she just acknowledges that they don't understand what they're trying. Um, They just don't understand what, you know, anything that they're trying to regulate there. You know, <laughs> you just, just doesn't. 
Rick says, of he vote, are you saying you want to vote or you are voting for one-minute clips from stupid politicians? Man, I could put a, a one-minute clip for supercuts on guns from, from Biden alone, let alone all the other nabobs. <sighs> all right. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey says they have staffers for that, writing their clips. They just can't be bothered with the facts. It might interrupt their fundraising. <laughs> and when you said he was reading that clip, was that a, was that a high capacity clip that he was reading from? Or was that a, <laughs> nothing is worse than I'm listening to an audiobook right now that I'm really enjoying. Uh, it's very, it's, it's good. I'm really enjoying it. But when it comes to guns in the book, uh, he keeps talking about clips and the main character's got some kind of phobia about guns. Like I just hate, he's a con man, but he hates guns kind of thing. And, but the situations that he keeps being put in, he would be best served by having a gun, but he's like, oh, I just can't. I hate guns. And then he keeps talking about clips and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you're ruining it for me, man. You're, you're ruining it for me. Nabobs, says Gail. Michael, what's a nabob? Oh, sister, Google is your friend. Nabob. Go, go Google that. I'm pretty sure I use that in the right context. That's an old one. I'm, I am, I reached into the way back. That was old when I was young. So there you go. Uh, we're getting to it. Here we go. Uh, jumping back in the Michael Duke show. Com Nobody's called in. Oh, I'm disappointed. All right, here we go. Uh, like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Let's do this thing right now. What the hell is an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider The Michael Dukes Show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. And that was Kamala Harris, our vice president. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> But couldn't you just see those words coming out of her mouth? If we could just get rid of all the attack guns and the murder guns. That's, I mean, that's how a politician thinks, right? Uh, although he doesn't want you to have any guns because he knows better than you what you need in your life. And if you were just disarmed, they could make you do what they want you to do. See, that's the thing about the Second Amendment. That's the thing about firearms that nobody really wants to talk about. That's the quiet part that nobody says out loud. Now, I'm not talking about revolution in the streets. I'm not talking about, you know, stepping up to the stepping up to the podium at the state house and brandishing your gun to force politicians back into the shadows or something. I'm talking about the implicit threat from an armed citizenry, the implied threat, not the outright overt threat. You know, politicians know, well, we can go so far, but if we push any farther, they have the ability to fight back. 
You know, if we send out the police, if we send out the FBI, if we send out, in the case of New Orleans, we send out the National Guard to disarm you. If we send out, you know, the the military, well, you know, if they're disarmed, then they have to do what we say. And so uh, the armed citizenry has always been the bane of uh, the thorn in the side of nanny state politicians who believe that they know better than you how everything should be done and that that they want you just to shut up and sit down and do what you're told. And then they pass laws and they do all this other kind of stuff. But again, they've had mixed results. Look what's happened in Connecticut. Look what's happened in New York. Looks uh, with their both of them had assault weapons bans. Look at what's happened in Washington state with their so-called universal background checks where you can't transfer a gun without going through a, a background check. And they what, they found the compliance rate was almost non-existent. It was way down in the lower single digits. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those. It's one of those things. Um, that, uh, that, uh, this, they just don't talk about, but that's what they, I think that's what a lot, not all politicians, not everyone, but many of them. And I think most politicians, again, suffer from that disease of, we know how to run your life better than you do. And we have all these grand ideas of how to make society better. And you people who are just ruggedly independent and want to be left alone and don't want to be bothered and don't want to listen to us. If you just, you know, if they just didn't have guns, we could make them do what they want to do. So, again, it's the implied threat of that kind of stuff. Now, let's go back to what I was talking about here just a second ago, which is the 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 brainwashing of from and and the 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 drip by drip um, kind of, uh, uh, you know, programming that you're getting from the news media, from the entertainment industry, from the movie industry and everything like that. And I ask you to, you know, please tell me, uh, you know, to call in and tell me one of your favorite movies, stories, books, whatever, that was absolutely ruined, that took you completely out of the suspension of disbelief, that took you out of the thing because they got on some kind of narrative jaunt about um, about uh, how guns were evil and, and everything else. Um, one of the most blatant examples, I had to laugh because Brian in the chat room um, brought it up uh, as well. This was going to be one of my first examples uh, that is probably one of the most egregious examples. And one of our friends, Sandy Blewett, who was a listener to the show and my friend for many years who passed away here uh, a few months ago, this she and I actually commensurated once about this show exactly. But it was the show Designated Survivor with Kiefer, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, who, again, here's another guy who has made a ton of money, a ton of money 
um, glorifying violence, using firearms in his every example. Uh, I mean, he was Jack Bauer, right? How many seasons of 24 was there? Was there 12 or something seasons of 24 um, where they, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And in the show Designated Survivor, he becomes president of the United States because there was some kind of attack against the Capitol and blah, 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 blah. And now he's thrust into the role of president. And, you know, there was a really cool story. There was a lot of backstory about um, what was the intrigue, what was the whole plot, were there people inside the government? And I mean, it was really going on to a, uh, it was really going kind of a, to a very cool place of of there was a conspiracy and and were there explosives in this building and 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 I was really digging it and we got about oh I don't know must have been six or seven episodes in and then they just went off the rails he's president and now he's dealing with a shooting of some school children or something. I, I don't even remember, but they had an episode about this and it kind of, you know, how some, episode, you know, how some, some television shows, how they have like a main overarching story arc. And then every now and then they'll throw in a, a, a an episode that's kind of a standalone episode that deals with another issue before they go back to the main story arc. So this was initially kind of one of those. And he got, you know, Keith or Sutherland got up. Now he's a producer and he's he's one of the this was his show. He wasn't just the star. He was producing it. I think he directed a few episodes. This was his baby, right? And so Keith or Sutherland gets up there as the president and just starts going on and on about how Americans and their sick love affair with guns and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, okay, well, it's just a pol- it's just a it's just an actor doing his thing to get his piece out and then it'll be fine, right? I mean, it really pissed me off, to be honest with you, because that it, first of all, it was totally out of character with the whole tone of the show, but it really upset me. But I'm like, okay, but I can set that aside. It was a standalone episode. We'll go back to the story arc, and I can I can enjoy the rest of it. No, no, no. This dominated the show for like three episodes, and they were all more preachy than the next. And I was done. I just quit watching it. Just, I mean, the thing went on for a couple more seasons, I think. I don't know if they ever, I don't even care. I was just so done with that. Um, you know, it's like one of the, th- I don't watch, I, my wife and I way back in the day watched Law and Order a little bit, mostly for her because she likes police procedurals. But at one point, Dick Wolf and the whole crew over there, they got so preachy about, um, you know, that, Somehow they always portrayed the homeowner or the person who was trying to protect themselves with a gun as some kind of um, idiot or, uh, you know, maybe well-intentioned, but such a so retarded for wanting to have a firearm and how guns were evil and everything else. I quit watching that. Uh, But one of the biggest ones, the ones that really probably my first. Probably my first real. Aha moment. Came out. Um, uh, I'm, how far back was this 1989? So I would have been two years out of high school, right? So I'd have been what 19 years old, 20 years old. And I'm watching lethal weapon two. Now, for those of you who are, (laughs) that's 1989, right? 
So 30 years ago, I'm watching Lethal Weapon 2. Great movie, right? Lethal Weapon 1, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. They're killing all the bad guys. It's a great movie. I mean, just a huge blockbuster. They bring in number two, and here's Joe Pesci added into the mix, and this is going to be great. And all I remember is I'm sitting there. Now, remember, I've been a gun guy since I was, well, Dad, how old was I? 14, 13, 14. I become fascinated. When I was in high school, I was fascinated with firearms. I read history. I did. I, I, it was, it's just something that's always been in my blood. And I'm watching this show, and I'm watching this movie in the theater, and Joe Pesci is in the police station with uh, with with you know Danny Glover and Mel Gibson, and every angle of every person has a poster in the background in the police station that is an anti NRA blood in the streets, guns kill, and I just I just it just it it kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Because whoever was the producer, Silverstein, or whoever was, was just, I mean, it's just, it was just insane. But that's what we've been programmed. We've been programmed. You act like 1989 was a long time ago. Well, no, I mean, it really just seems like not that long ago. But then I look back and realize that it's 20, you know, it's, it's 30 years ago, 35 years ago, which is more than half my life. So it feels like a long time in some ways, but in other ways, it's just, you know. Um, anyway, it's just it, 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 it just that's the kind of stuff we see day in and day out. And that's the programming we're trying to fight against for people who are not gun people. Those who are not necessarily anti-gun, those who are not necessarily pro-gun, that's what we're fighting back against time and time and time again. All right, I don't have a lot of time here, but I do have a phone line on hold. Let's go over there real quick to see what you have to say. We may or may not hold you over the break here. Let's see what the caller has to say, though. Uh, we'll go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning, Mike. Brady from Las Vegas. Okay, Brady. What's on your mind, my friend? What's going on? Well, actually, I'm not in Vegas anymore. I moved to Arizona, but I'd like to say that uh, the gun laws you're seeing through the fact that we're about two hours away from the border here and it's invaded, you got 8,000 people a day crossing right where I'm at by Yuma, and this government is silently canceling anybody's opinion or voice, letting them know what they're doing. So you are now seeing the citizens. I happened to stop at the gun store in Kingman the other day, and there was a line of about 20 people waiting to purchase a, a weapon. Thank God. I, I, it was one of the happiest days of my life seeing the American people finally rise up against this tyrannical regime of the Biden administration. It's an absolutely asinine, satanical government that we're under right now. Well, I mean, that's a, that's the inevitable outcome, Brady, of that things. When the federal government or the state government won't step up to protect people, they will protect themselves. And you're right. Thank God we still have the ability now uh, to do that. Although this is not simply a Biden problem. 
this is a Trump problem as well. Remember, he's the guy that said, we'll just take all the guns and worry about due process later. He's the guy that banned the bump stocks. He's the guy that when it's politically expedient, he'll throw gun owners under the bus. I mean, I know he's talking to the NRA and doing all this stuff about how he's going to be the champion of wada, wada, yada, 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 yada. But this guy has done just as much as many other presidents to damage our gun control, right? So here's the problem. It's not the left. It's not the right. It's not Biden. It's not Trump. It's government. That's the problem, invading your rights. And you're right. It's good to see. It makes your heart glad. Um, But it is the inevitable outcome. When government fails to act to protect the citizens, those citizens will themselves rise up to protect that. Brady, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. We're up against the break. We got to go. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. That? Common sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Radio. Okay. Um. Oh man. Uh where are we at? Um What would happen if a 2A scholar could articulate something anti-2A. What do you... Um, I don't, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I haven't had a coffee yet, Jeannie, but I don't understand. Can you give me an example of what you're saying? What would happen if an anti-2... If a, if a 2A scholar could articulate something anti-2A? Um, I'm... Anyway, I'm just curious about that. Um, Bill is having problems with his Facebook. Well, your love-hate relationship with Facebook, they probably broke broke your stuff on purpose, and then they're just like, <laughs> let him twist in the wind on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, you act. Uh, Brian says he's been a gun guy since St. John of Ogden was in diapers. Yeah. I mean, I can remember being fascinated with firearms you know, in nine, 10 years old, reading Louis L'Amour and understanding, you know, his discussion. Louis L'Amour really has a great treatise in most of his books, especially the longer ones that talk about the history of the country and, and kind of go through it about, you know, how guns were important and, and all that kind of stuff. And that really kind of was my basis of that. And it just grew from there. I mean, it just grew from there. Um. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, a lot of Republicans are Democrats and no Democrats are Republicans. I think you're getting stuck on the labels, Kyle, quite honestly. Um, I, I think you're getting stuck on the labels because there's plenty of Republicans who call themselves Republicans who maybe even be considered not rhinos. But again, it's the small. The answer is, do you want more government or do you want less government? Do you want more freedoms and to be left alone, or do you want less freedoms to and be left alone? You know, Republicans are fine about keeping government out of one thing, but then they want government to get involved over here because of their thing over here, whether it's a social issue or something else. That's the problem. Don't get hung up on the left and the right. What if I told you that the left and the right were all part of the same coin, right? Or if the left wing and the right wing, what if I told you that they were all on the same bird? That is the thing. You're right. Kyle, 100%. Government is the problem. 
anyway, uh, that's what's going on there. Oh, hey, look, I got another call. We're going to talk to you here. Hold on a second. Just call her. Don't go anywhere. Um, get off my lawn. Hashtag. Get off my lawn. Yeah, buddy. I'm not right. I'm not left. I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I'm not libertarian. I'm a human f***ing being that wants the best for the rest of the human beings. And I want some common f***ing sense. And I want to be left alone. I want to pay low taxes. I want to be able to go build things and prosper and get all the things that have been promised to me in the Constitution of this country. That's what I want. And until people wake the f*** up and stop identifying with left or right, Republican, Democrat, black, white, gay, straight, all the until we figure that out and stop doing that, we will continue to be abused by these people who hold the power. Yeah, buddy. Preach it right there. All right, let's go to the phones uh, and uh, see who's there. We'll get them set up for the return to radio, which is happening in just over 90 seconds. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, I'm Michael. It's Fred, Rhode Island. How you been? Well, Frederick, my friend, how are you? Hold the line, my friend. We'll be right back to Did you send me your address? No, no, I haven't gotten around to it. I'll get around. It's michaelduke.com, michaeldukeshow.com, right? It's me at michaeldukeshow.com. Yeah. If you just go to the website, you can also send me. me. Yeah, there's a contact button on the website. You can go there and send me. You can send it to me there. All right. Hold the line, Fred. I'll be right back to you. It's uh, Frederick in Rhode Island. Good morning, my friends. It's Friday. Stand by for guns. Oh, man. Get off my lawn. Um, I've been fought. I can't remember what that guy's name is now. The, the guy that I just played that clip from. He came up on one of my feeds and I was like, holy cow. Uh, and so I whenever I see him, I try and go back and watch some of his stuff. It's he, he pretty he's he's profane, but articulate, profane, but articulate. <laughs> that's uh it's good stuff all right let's um poly two-faced tick blood sucking maggots says alaska uh grown i don't know exactly who he was talking about there except for maybe politicians which seems about right that seems about that seems about like the right uh you know you should play that clip every you should play that clip every day says rick yeah, I probably should. Um, all right, we're going to uh, we're going to jump into this, and uh, we're going to continue. Fred's on the line. Phone lines are open. If you guys again, if you guys have had the same experience that I have and have been pissed off by media or movies or TV, I want to. I'd love to talk about that. Let's get into that. Here we go. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. What the hell's an assault weapon? What isn't? If I assault you with a penguin, doesn't that make it an assault weapon? Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Dukes show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. That's right. Those penguins, man, they are pointy on one end. You could really mess some people up with that. Or if you just released them alive and got them all stirred up. Maybe cocaine penguin. Maybe if you get penguin cocaine and then released them in a crowd, maybe that could be a weapon of mass destruction. I have no idea. But, you know, anything could be an assault. If I assault you with this feather duster, 
Um, all right, let's jump back into this here. We got one line on hold. Our good friend, Fred, who is the farthest, I think he is the farthest away uh, that I've ever had a listener. Con- Actually, I, I had listeners in Australia. But in the United States, I think she he is the farthest away from us right now. Uh, and he's been listening to the show pretty religiously. Fred in Rhode Island, he joins us this morning with his thoughts. Good morning, Fred. What's going on out there on the Big East Coast? Man, good morning, Mike. You know, this whole thing it, it with the, you know, the whole gun control thing, you know, it's nothing new. It's been going on for many, many, many years. And apparently they're getting a little more emboldened. And they get the, you know, they naturally have the news media. They get the entertainment industry wrapped up in it. But, they, you know, and one aspect of that is they don't mind exploiting, you know, firearms in, you know, in the entertainment industry. And the, uh, you know, so they, like you said before, they make, they're making millions and millions of dollars on these movies. Which you know, a total abuse of you know the total abuse of the you know the use of a firearm, you know, for all the wrong reasons, on on the screen, you know, and on the internet and on TikTok, and you know they and, and, and they're making money hand over fist, and then they turn around and they condemn the same thing, and saying that you know how evil they are, right? People should have them in this. I mean, this and is and the typical right. I mean, they've the, been promoting right. But you know, it's it's above and beyond that. It's the whole thing is about it, it's. Total control. All it is is a control mechanism that they want to put over on the people, like you've been saying. And I'll give you a perfect example, which this happened. I mean, this pretty much nailed it. George Soros and that idiot kid of his, Alex, they're trying to take over what one of the major radio radio conglomerates in the country right now. Right, right. Why do they want to do that? Yeah. More control. I mean, that's right up your alley. You should. Definitely right. For for folks who don't know, George Soros just bought up 40 uh, 47% of Odyssey, which is a big company uh that uh in the United States, they're a big radio group uh and he just purchased a 47% stake in Odyssey uh to bail because they were in bankruptcy and he's bailing them out and yeah, the first time I saw that I was like, "Oof, man." Well, there goes the neighborhood. You want to talk about narrative. You want to talk about controlling the uh, the information in the media. Yeah, that's a big example right there. When he when I saw that because that came out just yesterday or day before that he's purchased this huge stake in Odyssey, which has uh, something like a thousand radio stations across the country. That's immediately when I was like, "Oof, that's not a that's not a good." Well, you don't think that you don't think he's gonna. He, that'll be the end of conservative, you know, the conservative counterpoint once he gets his hands on that, don't you think? Well, I, yeah, and I don't know how many talk radio stations Odyssey owns, but I mean, with a thousand stations, I imagine that there's a, a a certain amount of them that are probably news talk stations and maybe conservative stations, and maybe with only a forty something percent uh, stake, he doesn't have as much power. I'd be really worried if he had a fifty one plus percent percent stake. But yeah, it is it's troubling. It is troubling because the only counter narrative that we're hearing right now against the cable news and the talking heads and the mainstream media and the news, you know, the newspapers and the CNNs and everything else of the world is talk radio. That became kind of the I mean, that's why it's been such a um, a phenomenon for the last 25 or 30 years is because it's really one of the few places that people can still get that kind of because they're not seeing this kind of talk in most television or cable or news outlets or whatever. So, yeah, it's really worrying, Fred. 
Yeah, well, you know, that, that, like I said, that just kind of goes right along with what I've been saying right all along. You know, it's about total control, and, and the biggest obstacle to them right now is the Second Amendment. They know that. They see that. That's the handwriting on the wall for them. You know, so you go one, two, one step too far, and you know we're going to bite back. You know, we're definitely kind of nip you with our sun doesn't shine. Yeah. If you, you know, if you try anything above and beyond. Yeah. Know? And you know, it, it's just. Like I say, it, it's a total control thing, and it's the money. And as far as the entertainment industry goes and the media goes, it's the money. You look at Bloomberg, you look at Soros, you know, all the players, all the all these players have been doing this for a while. You know, they're throwing all kinds of money into this, and, you know, and it's just about buying people off. And rights are not for sale. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights is not for sale. There's no price tag on it ever. And, you know, anybody who... Things that it can be sold out, you know, they're definitely, you know, they're treasonous. They are not, they are not, they are not friends of the United States in the, the way of life we that we expect to live. Right, exactly. Well, no, they are not your friends, that's for sure. Um, and while I am entertained by many things and I can put up with a lot, there is a, there is a limit. Like I have not watched a Liam Neeson movie since he got so mouthy about that. Uh, and and quite honestly. I think you could see the reaction. He, Liam Neeson, ever since he got real mouthy about that, what was that, five, six years ago when he came out about gun control and told Americans that we were being selfish and we should just shut up and sit down and give up our guns, um, his career has taken a real hit. And uh, I would like to think that some of well, that— Oh, well, I, I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Not only that, but the movie that hasn't even come out yet, Rust. I mean, that's a perfect example. Oh, yeah, there's another um, example, yeah. And he sits there and he mouths up about— you know, gun control and this and that and the other thing, and he turns around, and he's the first one to abuse abuse a firearm, use it wrong, use it incorrect, has no concept of learning how to use it safely, but he's going to go out and make all kinds of money using it and abusing it on screen. You know, the guy, the guy's an absolute hypocrite, like the rest of these clowns, and especially the yeah, politicians. exactly. Hypocrites, no-knowledge idiots that don't know what the hell they're talking about, but they just follow the narrative. What is the narrative? It's whatever the DNC and the Chinese and the Russians and the globalists want to sit there and cram down our throats on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, and, of course, the Muppet, like I say, the Muppet in charge in the White House is going to sit there just smile and do nothing. Yeah. He'll probably you know, fall asleep in his tapioca. <laughs> exactly. He can't even spell tapioca. Never mind. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Fred. It's always good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks for joining us this morning, and happy Firearms Friday to you. Happy have a good week, Mike. Take care. You, you bet. Thanks so much. That leaves the phone line open if you'd like to sound off. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. That's one of the few things that, I mean, that was one of the few consolations that uh, that I felt good about was things like when Liam Neeson, when his career took a dive. Um, I mean, he was doing pretty good. I mean, he was an action hero. You know, the the Taken movies were pretty good. I enjoyed them. And then when he got mouthy, I haven't watched a single thing that he's been in since. I mean, I still watch, you know, like the Star Wars and other things that he's been in in the past. It's like one of my favorite movies, uh, which is probably not a great movie, but it's I love it, is The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. That was made 25, 30 years ago. That's a great movie. Um, and there's lots of guns in that movie. I, I like that a lot, but I don't watch much other else with that Alec Baldwin in it. All right, let's go over here. One more phone call before we go to break. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Ron in North Poland. You kind of struck a responsive note in me with uh, 
the uh, shoot 'em up TV shows. Uh, the the my wife uh, sometimes becomes mildly irritated with me because I call out all the mistakes. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, I think the biggest one I ever saw was on uh, one of the Feeble Eye series things, where uh, the uh, officer's cover garment brushed back, or the agent, I guess, more correctly. Uh, and it revealed his uh, his pistol, and it was sitting in a Serpa holster. I know of no law enforcement agency around <laughs> that would dignify a Serpa holster by issuing it to its agents. Right, right. No, I, uh, I I totally agree. My wife hates it because I will gun sin something, and she'll be like, you're ruining it for me. I'm like, yeah, but they would never. But she's like, you're ruining it for me. But he's not using cover. He's just standing. Oh, but you're ruining it for me. All right, I'm sorry. You just, you know, standing out in the middle of the road, taking fire from all sides, not using cover, which is five feet to your right, or, yeah, whatever else we're gun sinning. You and I, Ron, we're birds of a feather. That's uh, that's what we got. Um, but I agree. It, it's her. Uh, you know, things like uh, cup and saucer grips to hold that yard. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Hold us. Hold on a second, Ron. I want to talk about this off the air. We got to go. Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. So, sorry, Ron. We were running up against the top of the hour there. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you watch that's okay. you watch some of this stuff and you're like, go ahead. I, I am so, you know, first of all, they seem to have gotten better about how my six shooter is suddenly a 15 shooter, right? I mean, they've gotten better about, you know, showing actual having to reload and. And I am impressed sometimes because I've watched some shows that are maybe considered more low budget, not necessarily, a, you know, and they've got good trigger discipline. They've got good muzzle discipline. They do, you know, they've really gotten better about a lot of that stuff. But sometimes it's like, man, uh, it, you know, and the one that really struck me was Reacher. I enjoyed the hell out of the show Reacher. But at one point in the show... He's like standing out in the middle of the one of the characters is like he's trying to defend somebody and he's behind a car and he's the person he's defending. He says, go run. And then he walks out from behind the car to go shoot the bat. I'm like, you are in perfect cover. What the hell are you doing? And they have sub guns and you've got a pistol. What are you doing? You know, uh, it's just and of course, every time I watch a show where the guy disparages a rifle for a pistol. And I'm just like, don't you know, Jeff Cooper, what was Jeff Cooper's old thing? The pistol is only good enough to use f to fight your way back to the rifle that you should have never left home with in the first place kind of thing. You know, how many times have you seen the the good guy uh, throw the rifle aside to draw his pistol? And you're like, you know, and 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 then proceed to yeah. to kill 67 bad. Yeah, what are you doing? That rifle is so much better. Why are you? Uh, my wife's just like, stop. You're killing. You're stop. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. She goes, I'm going to make you watch this alone. Been, been there, done that, yeah, my friend. I know. It's horrific. But I think, do you think overall that they have gotten better in many ways? Uh, I believe so. Uh, the only thing that I find a great deal of fault with anymore is the, I, I would love to get my hands on one of those pistols they use that uh, is totally recoilless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I noticed I have noticed this a lot more that with the advent of CGI and the and how good you know graphics and stuff has got that they're not using prop guns mostly anymore. It's like they're not using guns that fire blanks. They're literally painting in the recoil, painting in the 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 muzzle flash and stuff like that. So a lot of times you're right. It's like. 
they're shooting this gun and he's rapid firing and it's not moving. You're seeing the muzzle flash, but the gun's not moving. And I'm like, okay, there's a point to practical effects and he should be well, showing yeah. a little recoil, you know? That, uh, that brings to mind something I saw in my ophthalmologist's office a few years back where two fellows on a snow machine in Alaska were charged by a moose. And this one fellow finally breaks out his 10 mil and empties it in the moose. And I had to have it run back again because uh, it was showing this guy shooting a 10 millimeter with zero recoil, which means he must have had an incredible adrenaline dump. Yeah, exactly. He must have had. Hold it right there. Hold steady. Oh, man. All right, Ron. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for sharing right, with us. I'll cut you loose, Michael. You have a great day. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling in this morning uh, as well. Boy, this is not where I was expecting the show to go today. I love it when I love it when the show is like this, when it's so, you know, just organic and freeform. Um, <clears throat> so what about you guys? I mean, again, I know that uh, Brian and I are in agreement on designated survivor. Is there anything else that you guys have watched that have just turned you off from a show or a movie or an actor? I think the Liam Neeson is a prime example of that. The hypocrisy of that guy. Especially, I would have to go back and actually read. But his comments were essentially, he was trying to shame us. Oh, you Americans. Wait, 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 wait a second. You you live in America now, and you, you Americans, you're so selfish. You should just give up your guns. And I'm just, wait, aren't you Irish? Haven't you been fighting? I mean, what? What? You know, what? Yeah, you're dead to me. You're dead to me at this point. Oh. Give him a lightsaber, that's fine, but give him a gun, no. That's not sorry, Liam. You're 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 problematic to say the least. Um I quit watching movies because of actors' hypocrisy, said Terry. Oh, I mean, me too. I mean, that I, I think it was Jimmy Stewart who basically said one time. Uh, maybe this was in the eighties or something when somebody started to get mouthy about something and somebody asked him about, you know, and he's like, I, you know, why, why I'm an actor. Why would I, why, first of all, why would you care what I think? You know, why would you care what I think? Uh, second of all, why would you care what I, you know, it's not and 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 made some kind of comment about, you know, he, uh, he, uh, uh, you know, you, you alienate, you essentially alienate one side or the other. Now, now, Kurt Russell, on the other hand, Kurt Russell, he is an interesting cat. I like him a lot. Uh, in fact, I actually was going to cut this up, but maybe we'll just do the whole thing live uh, in the next segment, because I think... This is interesting. Let me pull this over here. There we go. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay. All right. I got it right there. Um, because this has been making the rounds again. Now, he did this interview back in 2015. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about this in the next segment and we'll play it out. I wanted to cut it up because there's some interesting parts in there. Um, and uh, what I should do is I should open it up as a file that I can stop. That's what I should do. Let me see if I can get all it. Oop, there we go let's try this uh, okay all right so we're going to jump back into it hour two is dead ahead willie waffles going to be joining us at the end of the show and we're going to um we're going to go on about all that stuff meanwhile 
Oof, I think I just chugged the system by trying to open it up. Okay, here we go. Let's get to it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and share, like and follow. Let's do it. Here we go. its holster we haven't gone anywhere i don't understand check out the michaeldukeshow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast the michael duke show i have two guns one for each of you firearms friday as thomas jefferson stated it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Dinshaw. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Good morning. Welcome to Hour 2. I was just telling the listeners in the chat room that uh, this is my favorite kind of show today. I did not expect it to go this way. I have a, I had a bunch of stories and things that we were – but I like the organic nature. When things just kind of flow, I just – I love that. And we've been talking about, you know, one of the reasons why Firearms Friday came about and was so important was, again, to demystify the firearm, to try and educate people who were not necessarily anti-gun, they weren't necessarily pro-gun, but they were kind of in the middle. Uh, and then we got talking about the, you know, the 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 narrative and the and the and the the propagandizing that we're seeing from the news media, the entertainment industry, the movies, the television, and everything else. And uh, and so I started asking questions. And anyway, that that was last hour. It was a fun hour, and maybe you should go back and listen to it if you missed it on the podcast, which is are available. Right here on Spotify. If you want to go find them on Spotify, Google Play, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts, that's where you'll find the podcast. Or you can go back and watch it on. Um, you can go back and watch it on Facebook if you want later on the replay. But we were talking about actors and things like that, and I opened up the phone lines at nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty for you to tell me some of the shows or the movies that maybe you stopped watching or just you know it, it, because of the. Of this kind of, you know, propagandizing, you know, stuff that we see all the time. Um, and so we started talking about actors and Liam Neeson came up and Alec Baldwin. And, of course, there's a lot of hypocrites in uh, in Hollywood who, you know, who for a living, they make they make their living playing actors on TV or movies, you know, using guns and shoot them up and everything else. And then they chastise us for wanting to protect ourselves from real world events and how that is just really, and that's kind of the, 
you've kind of come to expect that from Hollywood, right? But there is one actor who, uh, interestingly enough, has recently, this has resurfaced. And I got to say that I love him more for it every time. Um, He's always been one of my favorite actors. Ever since I watched him in The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes. That's a way throwback for those of you who don't know. The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes. I'm talking, of course, about Kurt Russell who has, you know, started out in Disney movies as a young kid and was just, you know, always did well. And then, of course, played iconic characters, you know, like Snake Plissken and and others. I mean, Kurt Russell, uh, Jack Burton was one of my favorite movies, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, anyway, this, uh, this has kind of been making the rounds again. This is an interview that he did back in 2015. Um, with it, with a, uh, with a, a reporter from, I think it was a New York times or New Yorker magazine. And he was doing an interview with this guy and Kurt Russell, although he's not usually overtly political, he doesn't a lot of times do this. This is one of those few times where he came out and basically had had enough of the nonsense because he felt like this was, uh, you know, kind of a sneak attack. This is kind of an ambush from this journalist. Um, and like I said, this was recorded six or seven years ago, but it's been making the rounds on the internet most recently. And I'm actually seeing this interview several times on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever. I mean, it's kind of was everywhere. Um, but he kind of says it like it, it, and this makes me want to go watch every Kurt Russell movie. Stargate. Thank you, Debbie. I was trying to think of another great role, um, where, where he, he is just such an amazing I really enjoy watching him in in movies. I really do. Um, but uh, here's Kurt Russell getting it ambushed by the reporter uh, about guns and gun control. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be stopping this in between because there's a few times when they're talking over each other, and I want to play some of the things that the so-called non-biased journalist is saying. But let's here's here's the, here's the clip. Uh, no, no. Here's the clip. Yeah, I don't understand the concepts of conversation of the gun culture. We, we, we've lived with guns since, what, the 7th century or something? I don't know. We all know that right now guns is a trope. It's a, uh, I mean, it's not a trope. It's a, it's a totem. It's a metaphor that um, disenfranchised white guys need. It makes them feel good because they're being... You can say what you want. I don't agree. It's a trope. It's 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 what disenfranchised white guys need to feel good about themselves. That's what the gun is. It's a totem. It's basically a phallic symbol, right? Because you got a small manhood, you got to have a gun. That's what this that's what this that's what this guy is saying. Uh, and Kurt, he don't stand for that. I'm going to replay that. Trope. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's not a trope. It's a. It's a totem. It's a metaphor that um, disenfranchised white guys need it makes them feel good because they're being you surrounded. can say what you want i don't agree with that so it's not my thing but it's so, statistically well I, you can look if you think that if you think gun control or something like that is going to change a terrorist point of view i think you're like out of your mind i think no. you're like i think anybody is i think i think it's absolutely insane the problem the problem the problem we're having right now is is that we don't have the concepts of how to um turn it around and say you know i you you may think you've got me worried about what you're going to do. Dude, you're about to find out what I'm going to do. And that's going to worry you a lot more. And that's what we need. <laughs> uh, 
you should worry. Don't worry about what the bad guy's going to do. Worry about what I'm going to do. I, whew, he's channeling some inner Snake Plissken right there. That's Escape from New York, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. That will change the concept of gun culture, as you call it, to something of reality, which is uh, if I'm a hockey team and I got a guy bearing down on me as a goaltender, I'm not concerned about what he's going to do. I'm going to make him concerned about what I'm going to do I get that. to stop him. That's when things change. Obama's so, you know. point was that the guys who are on the no-fly list, no-fly list because of terrorist mm-hmm. connections, can get a gun pretty easily. They can also make a bomb pretty easily. Yeah. So what? <laughs> and by the way, the no, we know that the no-fly list is not strictly terrorist. I mean, we all kinds of regular people have ended up on the no-fly list for a variety of weird reasons that they could never find. But his whole point, this, this is when he was talking about Obama saying, we're going to, you know, anybody on the no-fly list can't get a gun. But Kurt Russell's like, so what? They can also get a bomb. They can also make a bomb pretty easily. Yeah. So what? They can also get knives and stab you. What are you going to do about that? They can get cars and run you over with them. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? They didn't kill the people in San Bernardino. Oh, but they've killed others that way. Haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Outlaw everything? That isn't the answer. Just put some controls. Put some (laughs) controls. Just put some controls. Just put some controls on. In California, he's talking about the San Bernardino shooting where the two people shot up the the YouTube or the Google studios that were, by the way, that were terrorists, a husband and wife terrorist team. That's what they were really. They were they were sleepers. They, yeah. But I mean, just put some controls in. Just put some controls. Just put some controls. What? So the people, so the, so the people who want to defend themselves can't. No. <laughs> Just, I mean, that's the crux of the whole thing, right? Put some controls in because criminals are going to listen to controls. But those law-abiding citizens, they just so that they can't defend themselves? So the people who want to defend themselves can't? No, not so you can't. Just so the idiots can't get a hold of them. That's Do all. you really believe they're not going to? Are you Are you serious about that? Yeah, are you seriously? What good will that? Oh my God! You and I just disagree. Okay. You and I just disagree. I I I I I understand that you think that you can control the behavior of people that are dead set on taking um, your way of life away from you. I think you think you can control that. No. I and there's uh, only one thing you can do with that, and yeah. say, no, dude, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen. Good talking with you. You can hear him at one point. He's getting, he's pulling the mic off. He's like, he's had enough of this nonsense right there at the end. You can hear him like he's, he's talking. You can hear him pulling the mic off. He's, he's like, I'm done with this. You're a moron. Do you really think that what you're doing is going to stop people who are dedicated to trying to kill you? Do you really think that's going to, that's going to fix it? That somehow just because you believe that that's, I mean, on taking, um, that are dead set. There you go. You're right here. Behavior of people that are dead set on taking um, your way of life away from you. I think you think you can control that. No. And there's uh, only one thing you can do with that. And say, no, dude, that's not going to (laughs) happen. This is, I mean, there's a guy who I will watch his movies all day long. In fact, I may have a Kurt Russell marathon this weekend just to watch Jack Burton and Snake Plissken and the Colonel McNeil and all the characters that he played, uh, the Hateful Eight, 
No, is that right? The one where he plays the the Quentin Tarantino movie. He does great in that. I mean, it's just he 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 lays it out. This guy was not prepared. He was not prepared to talk to Kurt Russell at this point. But again, the one thing that kills me is that thing up at the beginning where he's like, "Oh, it's just this trope that uh, disenfranchised white guys need it to prove that they have a large, you know, manhood." Guns is a trope. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's not a trope. It's a. It's a totem. It's a metaphor that. Um, disenfranchised white guys need. It makes them feel good because they're being... You can say what you want. I don't agree with that. (laughs) Disenfranchised white guy. Then the guy goes on and goes, well, it's it's statistical. (laughs) What? Show me the statistics that show that disenfranchised white guys, the only way they feel whole is if they have a pistol. We should have a Kurt Russell film festival. Uh, We're going to have a watch party this weekend. Just nothing but Kurt Russell, 24-7. God, I love it when that happened. Tom Selleck did something similar. If you remember, Tom Selleck was on Rosie O'Donnell when she had a when she had a show. She's come around, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed that. Rosie O'Donnell's kind of come around the corner. Uh, and it, it, anyway, Tom Selleck was just like, whew, man, he had some mad props to him for some of the things that he said about gun control uh, to Rosie O'Donnell, who at the time was screeching about <clears throat> anybody having a gun as well. It's... Uh, Anyway, um, I just wanted to play that because there is hope in the world, folks. There are some people out there that believe like we believe, who believe in a common sense approach to that kind of stuff. Um, And I'm going to support those kind of people. I'm going to support those folks. There is some hope. Now, you just got to be discerning when it comes down to it. Um, And this was just like an hour and 25 minutes of why firearms Friday is important, I guess, is what we just went through. (laughs) So we got one more segment of gun stuff before we get into Willy Waffle. So I guess we'll I guess we'll do one segment here of some of the stories that are around. Because why not? All right. Uh, phone lines are still open. Oh, I had a line on hold. I didn't even see that. Caller, hold the line for a second. We'll take your call immediately when we return from the uh, commercial break. So I got one call on hold. We'll be back with more of the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Um, okay. We got one caller on hold. Let's go over there real quick and we'll get their name so that we know who we're talking to when we return to the radio. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. My name's Bill. I'm calling from Fairbanks. All right, Bill, please hold the line, my friend, and you will be number one with a bullet as soon as we get back, uh, put you back on hold. We'll be number one as soon as we get back on the air here in just a couple minutes. All right. So thank you've been holding for a little bit and I appreciate that. I'm sorry. I got so into that Kurt Russell clip that I, uh, I wasn't even paying attention to the phone lines coming in. I just wasn't even paying attention. Uh, chat room went kind of dead quiet. I mean, what do you guys. So what do you think? I mean, is this okay? I, I just, you know, what's happening? Uh, what did we ever decide for, um, what did we ever decide for ask me anything? I was going to try and do it this week, but this week has been a total 
poopering. <laughs> this week has been a hot, 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 hot mess. Um, <clears throat> uh, I was, you know, I'm thinking an evening. I would do it tonight, but I've already, I've already got, uh, I've already got some gaming set up with some of my friends. So sorry. Um, but an evening. Hmm. What do you think? Chris says, can you put a link up for this interview? Uh, Chris, um, if you just Google this, um, all right, let me do some Googling for you. Kurt Russell, uh, guns interview. See if I can find it for you. Um, I think this is it. I think this is it. Maybe not. Maybe this is a different one. The view really had the tape. Um, when they oh no, that's it would make that's when Kurt that's when Kurt Russell was on the View. By the way, I should just do a whole supercut of Kurt Russell because he has uh, he has uh, here we go. Um, in the wake of the interview, uh, Kurt Russell denouncing gun control following the San Bernardino shooting. Um, Jeffrey Wells, Hollywood, elsewhere. Um, let me see if I can get see if this has got the actual. Let's see if this has got the actual interview. Nope, they took that down. The original has been taken down. Let me go back here. So I knew which one it is now. Okay, so here it is. Kurt Russell. Um, yeah, here it is. Okay. Uh, this is a Coleon Noir. Um, Coleon Noir actually covered this here recently. So there you go. Um, there you go, Chris. That's the YouTube channel. Uh, whoops. Let me post that everywhere. I'm going to post that again. Um, there's a YouTube that Coleon Noir talks about, and then he plays the interview. All right. Predetermined weeknight evening. Wait, what? You have friends, says Jeannie. You scared the nor. Brian says, wait, Brian says, I scared the normies. Apparently, I scared all the normal people off. That's why nobody's talking in the chat room. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm thinking and ask me anything. Probably. Thinking Thursday. I'm thinking a Thursday night. Uh, would be good. Would Thursday night or Friday night be better? You tell me in the chat room. Thir just say Thursday or Friday. In the evening, say about 4.30, 5 o'clock, couple hours. You tell me. Thursday or Friday, which one works better for you as a listener group? Now, I'm really only polling the Common Sense Core members because the Common Sense Core members are the ones that I'm going to be doing it for. So Thursday or Friday, I probably should just put a poll up. So that's what I should have done. In fact, I said I was going to do that on the Comic Sense Quirk page, and I didn't because yesterday was a total crap fest. But we'll see what's going on. All right. And yes, Jeannie, I do have friends. They just don't know me directly. They just, I'm a faceless icon on the screen, so they don't know me. So the only reason I have them as friends. All right. Uh, let's continue. <clears throat> Ready to jump into it. Um, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense. For, it won't be a couple hours. We could drag it out. Oh, God. You guys. Here we go. Getting back into it. Let's do this thing. 
What the hell is an assault weapon? Does that mean that if we hurt your feelings, you should consider the Michael Dukes show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can accept that. Here's Michael Dukes. Kind of a dick, but somewhat funny. I, what? Uh, welcome back. Uh, let's continue now. We got a phone line on hold. Bill up in Fairbanks has been on hold for a while. So, Bill, thank you for your patience. I appreciate it. I got a little sucked into that whole Kurt Russell clip there. But uh, what's uh, what's on your mind, my friend? What's going on? Well, um, when it comes to deciding what movie to watch, uh, one of my basis was whether or not it had a gun on the cover. You know, if there were two good movies and one had a gun on it, maybe you've seen some previews and the other one didn't get the one with a gun on the cover. So that was the deciding factor with you was whether or not it had a gun in the artwork or in the media. If it, if it showed a gun, you're all about that. That's right. And the bigger, the better. And, and as far as, as gun safety goes in the movies and things like that, you know, they're really, they're just verbose, just, grotesque about the way people handle guns safely it's terrible i mean i uh, when it comes to that i'll walk away from a movie i mean they're just flashing guns in people's faces and particularly handguns those are the worst you know that's just just yeah but can you do do you think that it's gotten better though i mean because i agree with you there are certain especially you know 10 15 years ago a lot of those movies man that was just like as a range safety guy, it kind of made me cringe to watch a lot of this stuff. But, I mean, ha- do you think it's gotten better in many ways? I mean, trigger discipline and and uh, and barrel awareness and all that stuff? I've seen some some better behavior. And, yeah, trigger discipline, that's a very good term. Um, possibly. But still, it's, you know, the, the guy brandishing the firearm just just – you know, you're asking for trouble. Right. Well, <laughs> at least I know. Like if, Kurt Russell said, you know, you, I got plans for you. Yeah, exactly. No, I will say that something like John Wick, though, I think that is, I mean, that's the epitome of, they, they do a pretty good job of uh, of of gun handling. And I, I call that movie Gun Fu. That's my, like, my favorite, one of my favorite Gun Fu movies. Um, you know, uh, I think that is... Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so I think it has gotten better, but you're right. It's still pretty horrific a lot of times. Definitely don't get your gun handling tips from watching uh, network television. No, no, don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot for calling this call. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you waiting and calling in. Thank you so much. Let's go over here see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, Paul from Sedatna. Hello, Paul. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, I, a cup, well, one of the you didn't bring up the movie Overboard, which was was one of his best, I thought. Oh, and, uh, you're right. I forgot but, about uh, that. That's a you're right. That's a, that's excellent. Movie. Excellent. Yeah, you were bringing up gun safety in the movies, and it goes way back because I remember Fort Apache with Henry Fonda, and. Uh, who I forget who played the first sergeant or top sergeant in it. They're they're stuck, they're stuck in a canyon, and he hands Henry Fonda uh, his pistol with the hammer back and the barrel towards him, and that's how he hands it to him. Yeah. So I mean, it, gun safety yeah. is not really Hollywood thing. And then uh, I've been watching this Reacher series, 
And I I just cringe. I, I mean, if I had a guy, a, an opponent six 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 or six eight, and I had a I had a, a rifle and he had a pistol, I I guarantee you I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an injury on that person. I mean, that's a big target. I mean, yeah, some of the things you see in that and how they use cover and how they move. Well, and that's what I was actually um, talking about. Yeah, I was actually talking I, about earlier. When I said that I was watching a show and I was cringing because the character leaves cover, that and actually in the break I actually said it was Reacher. Uh, you know, here's a guy trying to protect a kid behind a car. They've got cover. They're being shot at. He says to her, run, run, you go. And then he walks out from behind cover out into the middle of the street and gets riddled full of bullets. I'm like, well, yeah, why, you know. There, there is some stupid, and I know some of it's just narrative. We, yeah, he, you know, was, but, he was behind, they was behind the he was behind the wheel like he was supposed to be. Yeah. No, there And then he he got up and he moved towards the bad guys. I thought that was not. Yeah, no, my wife is like I actually paused it when we were watching it and I went, "This is stupid." <laughs> She's just like you're ruining it for me, honey. You're ruining it. <laughs> yeah. But uh you were talking earlier about Nielsen. I, I did the same thing. I didn't know anybody else did. As soon as he made the comment about the guns, I never watched another one of his movies. Yeah, and I think that that I think that, that affected him. I think um Alec Baldwin actually, although he is still the darling of Saturday Night Live and many of the elite jet set crowd and on television and things. His movie career immediately started to decay after he got super mouthy about guns and politics in general, but guns specifically. And I think Liam Neeson is another prime example. Those are the two main ones that I think that I can remember that came out so vocally about guns. And both of them have suffered for it, I think. And Neeson especially, that was especially hypocritical after he did the, because he had just done the Taken or he was he was, he was was talking about Taken 2 or whatever. Um, which I thought Taken was a great movie. I didn't watch the other ones, so because of what he said. So I think you know maybe they should just learn to shut their cake right. holes. You know, Alex Baldwin. If you remember, he had he was in Jack Ryan in the Hunt for Red October, and when he went lefty, he lost that. He had an opportunity. That became a really good franchise. Uh, Harrison Ford stepped in, remember, and did what two? He did Patriot Games and uh, the one in South America with with, uh, with the drugs. Right, yeah, clear uh, and present danger. Forget the name of it now offhand. And um, you know, that could have been Alex Baldwin. He walked, you know, his politics and his got got in the way of of one of the top franchises. He could have been a really really superstar. I mean, I, I agree. I think again, this is what happens when you let your, when you let your, your mouth run your world and you just, you know, throw your politics out there. People don't care about it. They want to be entertained. They don't want to be preached to. They want to be entertained. I mean, on this show, you want to be preached to because that's what we do. But if it's a movie, if it's a television show, if it's fiction, and it's a story, they don't want to hear about all your stuff. That's why it ruins it for stories and shows like I was talking about with, like, Designated Survivor. I mean, I never went back and watched another episode. There's probably another 25 episodes. Never watched another single one because I just could not get past it. Um, and that's, you know, it's a shame uh, because you're 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 damaging everything by getting so political about all of it. 
I, uh, you know, are you my brother? Because I did the same thing with designated. I thought I was the only guy who did that. I, I shut it off too. It's just at that point I was done. Yeah. And uh, I thought it would. It, I thought it could have been a really cool show. Oh no! I mean, I was really but, into it. I was really into the whole backstory and the conspiracy, and were there explosives, and did they do this, and was there is there a shadow government, and all these? I mean, it was like, wow, this is pretty deep. I really dig this. This is going to be great. And then they just totally blew it up. It over yeah. two or three episodes of yeah. just preach, 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 preach. No, you're not alone, my friend. I've heard this from several people that they loved that show <laughs> right up until that point. Well, you know, I don't like to call you and not have a positive. I like to, to talk a positive. Okay, give me the and, positive. Uh, I I am now a proud owner of night vision goggles. <laughs> and have you have you had a chance to go out and do any shooting with them or anything? No, I'm taking them. Uh, I I have a small farm in Kentucky, and we have a coyote issue down there. Uh, uh, I'm a beagler, and uh, we're having trouble with uh, coyotes in the in the bunny population. So I am going to go introduce the coyotes to my NBGs in March. <laughs> you, my friend, are going to here in Sedona full time, but I keep a I keep, keep a farm down keep a farm down there. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that, my friend. Enjoy yourself, and you will be the new terror of the coyotes down in Kentucky. Thank you so much for calling up this morning. I appreciate it, uh, Paul. Thank you for being part of it. Uh, I got time for one more, real quick. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Michael. This is Bubba calling from North Pole. Hey, Bubba. What's really up? Really quick, a positive thing. Denzel Washington. There's a guy that. His, in my opinion, his politics can get in the way. The man was down at Cedar Fort Hood or Fort Still, and he was doing a walk through uh, the hospital there, and they have those homes that are uh, uh, for families that when they're visiting someone in the hospital and they're staying there, fisher homes, fisher houses. And he got done and walked out of one of them, and he says, what's it cost to convert one of these to a fisher house? And they gave him a number, and the man wrote a check right there on the spot. Yeah. Denzel oh. Washington's okay in my book. Oh, yeah. Denzel Washington is another one that I will watch all day long. Absolutely. All right, Bubba. Hey, thank you so much, folks. We are running out the clock here. I didn't even get to the stories. I love that. I mean, that's just so much. When I've still got a full load of prep that I did for the show that we didn't even get to, that's what I know the show has been a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to continue here. Willie Waffles coming up next. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Back with more right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. I mean, I didn't even get to this. You don't understand. I didn't even get to any of the stories that I was going to get to today. Uh, yeah, Overboard. That was another great one. Overboard. I, I totally forgot it. It's interesting if you follow gun tubers, I've noticed the trigger discipline is almost overemphasized obligatory finger along the frame because they know they will catch grief in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
the first time you you tippy tap your finger even drifts towards the trigger guard they'd be like hey that's bad trigger discipline <laughs> hey that's a bad that's a bad thing. yeah no you're fine paul thank you for calling in this morning paul says he was apologizing for the delay i don't think it was necessarily you don't worry about it um Maybe I should list the stories in the comments. Well, here's the red flag law, uh, and I haven't had a chance to really go over it. Uh, this is the red flag law that Toki, that Loban Toki put together here. Here's the latest on that Kansas City shooting, um, where it looks like that the people who were shooting, that it was just a dispute between teens, juveniles, who weren't supposed to have guns in the first place. Uh, so there's that one. Uh, what was the, um, um, what was the other one that I was going to pull up here? Um, this is a story about the good guy gun myth, and we were going to blow this one apart. Um, there we go. Oh, and the Prager U luncheon in floor in Fairbanks. Ah, I'm going to do it on Facebook. I'm going to do it on Facebook today. I totally forgot. I got so wrapped up in the show that I totally forgot. Uh, so I'm going to put a post out on Facebook and I'm going to pick uh, a couple random folks from Facebook. So be looking out on my Facebook page today for random giveaways for Dennis Prager in Fairbanks. Um, so those are some of the stories that I was going to uh, uh, dive into. Um and then the fact that the um, um, he, oh, this was the other one that the recent shooting in Times Square. You heard about this shooting in Times Square, which, by the way, is a sensitive space and a gun free zone in in New York. Turns out that the that the guy who did it is a 15 year old who was accused of doing this and he is not being charged. With having a gun in a sensitive space. <laughs> oh man, it's uh it's crazy stuff. Oh. Oh, and Harold is not reading the room. We're not talking about Trump. We don't care about Trump. I mean, maybe listeners care. I could give two poops less about what's going on with that right now. But, you know, hey, read the room, pal. That's that's how it works around here. Um, thank you, Debbie, for that blatant reminder of the Prager U. Um, in fact, if anybody up in Fairbanks wants to go see Dennis Prager, here's what we'll do. I'll do give one pair away on Facebook and the, I'll pick the first person that sends me an email, me at michaeldukeshow.com saying, pick me in the, in the subject line. Uh, and you have to give me your name and your guest name for the Prager U luncheon on the 24th, and I'll give you a pair of tickets. First person, me at MichaelDukeShow.com. Bring it up. Quick, quick. All right. Um, <laughs> there you go. So I'll give away those tickets, and then I'll give away a pair to the Common Sense Corps members who are in Fairbanks or want to travel up to Fairbanks. Uh, I'll put something up in the in this, in the the uh, common sense core room here uh later today hopefully if today is the last three days have been i got up yesterday at 4 30 in the morning and i got home last night at 
at 7.05 p.m. last night. I mean, just it's just bad. It's just bad. Yesterday was, I was a whipped puppy. A whipped puppy yesterday. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's see what else we got here. We're about a minute out. Oh, I forgot to change my stuff over. Better do that and get ready for get ready for the waffle meister. We're ready for the waffle meister. Yeah, no nap yesterday. <clears throat> yesterday was a no nap. I didn't even get lunch yesterday. <laughs> I was complaining to my wife. I said I had two pieces of bologna this morning and cheese for breakfast, and then was expecting to have lunch and didn't get back till seven. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to gnaw my own arm off. <laughs> oh man. Ugh, crazy stuff. All right, we're 30 seconds out. We're ready to jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Freak Dickin Radio. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Let's talk about some lighter stuff. Let's talk about, uh, you know, uh, Paul says, I don't know what level member I am. Uh, you're If you're in, you're in. If you're a $3 a month member, you're in. If you're a $20 a month member, you're in. So feel free to get it done. Here we go. Jumping in. Phone's up. Let's do it. So many buttons to bu- buttons to push. So many buttons to push. So many bit. Oh, my God. All right. It's Friday. That's all I can say. It's Friday. Let's get to it. Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com, bringing us the weekend entertainment review. Man, my friend, I don't know. If there was two of me, I might be able to get half this stuff done correctly. I mean, it's just, it's that bad. That's what's happening today. You earned your weekend. That's what this That's what this is proving. You've given your all. That's right. You've given it for the people. That's right. The and weekend. now you need to... Go sleep. <laughs> the weekend owes me is what I'm saying. Uh, right. anyway. uh, all right. Well, let's get to it here. We got a bunch of news stories and uh, we got uh, three big things going on here. So let's uh, let's get started here. Where, 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 what are we going to do for, for stories? Hit me with it. We're going to hit my favorite story first. And that would be dun, 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 subscribers are suing Amazon. No, oh, they're a little upset, a little upset. A little bit. So, yeah, they were a little bit angry, you know, because uh, they turned on the ads on their streams. And, uh, you know, a bunch of people have joined together in a class action lawsuit claiming that Amazon was misleading them by charging an additional fee for ad-free streaming. They're saying it's a breach of contract. It's a violation of state consumer laws because they made the ad tier the default. Now, this is the interesting twist. I mean, like, there's right. a lot of talking here about, you know, well, you've been talking forever about how it's ad-free, and, and, and you promised it was ad-free. Here's the twist I like. Some of these people had already bought subscriptions for the entire year. Yeah, well, I did. I recently, and, I and, just recently renewed. It's the same thing. And that, that was one of their bragging rights. Oh, it's ad-free. You, you love it. It's ad-free. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's the... 
I think that's going to be the key to this case. Like, you know, like you bought a year long subscription. You were promised a certain service for that year. And I think that service was no ads. I'm, I'm with you. It was it was a selling point. But also it's a change in the terms that you never consented to. They just dropped it on you one morning. And, you know, I'm sorry. There's still some laws in this country. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. And, and, you know, Amazon is the biggest kid in town, but you can't really just kind of arbitrarily, I mean, it is a contract. I mean, whether you like it or not, maybe you didn't read the EOUA, maybe you didn't do the, uh, maybe you just click through everything, but it is a contract and it is California, the land of lawyers, and they're asking for some money. Yeah. Well, right now it's starting at $5 million. Uh, but you know, it, it's probably going to go higher. And I think it'll probably go higher as they get more uh, more people to join the class action. So yeah, is it is it is, is it is it strictly limited to California or can I join? I'm just asking. Uh, no, it's, you, a lot of people I think can join. I think they they filed in federal court that happens to be in California. So if it's well, a federal case, I believe you might be able to well, sign up. I'm, I'd be interested. I'm waiting to see when they start advertising for people to join in. Yeah, well, I'm in the Ninth Circuit along with California. We're in the Ninth Circuit of the federal court, so maybe we'll All right. to see what happens. All right. Well, again, I don't know if I would jump in on that, but it is kind of irritating, especially when they, like you said, they bragged about it for so long, and then they made it the default tier. You know, if you wanted to offer a lower, if you wanted thing. to offer a lower exactly. thing yeah, that was ad that was ad supported, great. But you've been selling it to us for years, as this is the deal. And again, right. with almost no notice. Oh, by the way, in five days, it's going to be you're going to see ads. What? Right. And 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 most of, I, I I seem to remember most of the subscription services, most of the streams, did exactly that. They said, "Listen, you've already got your plan. If you don't want the commercials, well, you can pay a little bit less." Like, didn't Netflix do that? I'm almost positive. I could, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that's exactly what Netflix did. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens. We'll be watching to see what's going on. All right. What else we got? I know Billy Joel. I know that's a big thing for you. Uh, I know. I'm very excited. Yeah. Billy Joel coming to CBS of all places. You know, it just wasn't a coincidence that he played at the Grammys on CBS the other week. No, 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 no. So he is going to have, this is actually pretty cool. CBS is going to air a two-hour special concert event on April 14th. Now, the numbers get a little bit wacky. Okay, let's just put it to, he's going to have a concert. It's going to be on CBS, and it's going to be awesome. Now, what they're doing is they're trying to celebrate his 100th Madison Square Garden Madison Square Garden concert during this residency that he's done where he plays a concert every month. He's been doing this for a long, long time, and uh, they're going to film one of the shows on March 28th. That's that's the one that is the uh, the the uh, the 100th. But he's done like over 150 or almost 150 shows on <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. So they're just going to celebrate a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, they're going to have footage for the concert. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. It's going to be on CBS. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be streaming. And I'm going to be happy. Yeah, you know, I like Billy Joel. I mean, I do like his music, and I like, uh, you know, I like a lot of stuff. I might actually watch this. That might actually be a thing. Is it a paper, or is it just like you own the stream, you can watch it? It's going to be you own the stream, you watch it, because they're going to put it on CBS. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. I'm all all about that. I'm all about that. Uh, What else you got? Give me something else. How about Taylor Swift's boyfriend? Travis. In, in, this is kind of a convoluted story. <laughs> okay, so now t- Travis Travis Kelsey uh, is is getting into movie production because you know, well, that's that's what you do when you have a lot of money. 
and uh, you want to try to rub elbows with Hollywood elite. And so he's got a film. It, it's called My Dead Friend Zoe. Now, this is the interesting part. It stars Ed Harris. It stars Morgan Freeman. Uh, it's going to be premiering at the uh, South by Southwest Film Festival in on March 9th down in, yeah, down in Austin, Texas. But this is the part that I'm still trying to figure out. Right. It is being heralded as the first one to use green energy tax credits via the Inflation Reduction Act that was championed by President Biden. Somehow, and, and I still don't understand how the shell game is going on here, but somehow there was a sale of the one of the other producers' surplus tax credits, right. and now they're able to use that money for the... I'm like, what kind of game is this? I know, it's like one what of those things like, on? you're selling tax credits for... The, when did they become financial instruments? At what point did it just... I mean, it just gets weird from there, right? And uh, it does. Yeah, it's just it's so odd to see that, and now they're going to justify this is how we're going to play pay for this movie and do all this stuff. I just, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. All I know is that movie's going to be playing. I don't think it's going to be a big, big, massive movie, but you'll probably find it streaming someplace. You know, it might find its way to to one of the services. Well, and good he, for them. And Kelsey is trying to find his way out of, I think, football as well. I mean, he's he and his brother do like a sports podcast now yeah. that's like one of the top podcasts in the country. Um, yeah, it's massive. It's, yeah. it's massive. Now, you know, he's probably going to play another year, but his brother is probably not going to play another year. Uh, so I think that, you know, they, they have a lot of other ventures that they're working on together. Um, his brother, I think, had had like a reality show uh, that, that was available. So, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're branching out. They want to keep making the money, you know. Hey, let's face it, that football money, it's nice, you know, but, you know, if you have opportunities to make more and keep the income flowing while you're in your mid-30s and not working at your job anymore, this is a good way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess uh, Stephen Amell, who I really like as an actor, uh, he was in Arrow. Um, he's yep. done some other things, some other movies, Code Eight, and a couple other ones. Uh, but I, re- I don't know, just something about him. He just his he, as a, his presence speaks to me. I really enjoy watching him. Uh, and he's now got a new gig, which I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time trying to picture him in. Uh, tell me about it. Suits L.A. Suits LA, yes, Suits, you know, one of the most popular programs on Netflix had had massive, massive numbers after they picked it up last year. Well, you know, somebody went, we can cash in on that. And that would be NBC. (laughs) So they're making Suits LA, a spinoff of the original Suits. And Stephen Amell is going to be the lead in the production. Now they're going into do the pilot in late March. And they're hoping that it'll get picked up and maybe even be on the air this fall. And again, Suits is about lawyers, right? I mean, I haven't seen yeah, it. But it's lawyers. A, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Stephen Amell is usually kind of this rough and ready and brutal, you know, kind of character. And I just have a hard time him putting on a suit and being like, I'm a lawyer. You know, it's just, it. I don't know. I, I'll have to see it. Maybe that'll be the story, that his character doesn't belong. His character's a rebel. He's different. And that's what makes it different. Right. That's what makes it suits. <laughs> Spends his nights in biker <laughs> bars, and during the day he comes that's out to right. do, put the lawyers in. I don't know. Okay. Or if, what yeah. if what if he went 
What if he became a lawyer while he was in prison? Yeah. Oh, there you Ooh. go. There you go. Prison, and now he's out. Prison and, lawyer. And now yeah. he's just top lawyer in L.A. Big neck, yeah. big neck <laughs> tattoo or something. And yeah, you know. Just, <laughs> all right. Well, let's move over to the uh, movies and stories. We've got three different ones in theaters and a Netflix documentary. You g- give me bad to good, good to you know, good at the top. Okay. Okay. So so we start if we're starting with bad. Dude, we're starting with Madam Web. Oh. oh my God. This is so oh God. okay. So this is part of the Spider-Man universe, but the part that Sony o- owns where they can't really use Spider-Man. So they're like using all these other characters and all these other villains that, you know, aren't part of the other Spider-Man universe. You know, the one we care about, the one with Spider-Man. And so Dakota Johnson plays Madam Web. They never call her Madam Web. Uh, she's She's basically this paramedic. She can sense the future, and she uses this power to protect three women who, as we watch the uh, movie, we learn how special they are to the future. And, uh, you know, I, you know, how else can I say it's cruddy? I mean, is there any more word I need to put into that? I mean, seriously, it's cheap. It's phony. It's got horrible writing. Every actor and actress just looks lost. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I signed up for this. What am I doing here? Uh, you know, Dakota Johnson, she's okay, but she doesn't have a good character to play. This character's kind of eh, kind of yeah. average. And, and, you know, and now they bring in Sydney Sweeney. They bring in Isabella Merced, you know, some, some other young actresses that I guess are supposed to attract some more folks. I feel bad for them because I think they're both very talented. They're stuck in this thing. It's just it's flat. It's pointless. It, it, it's it's all about the action scenes. And the action scenes aren't even all that good. Yeah. So as my fra- as my favorite character from the Mike Myers movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer, says, it's crap. <laughs> it's complete <laughs> total crap. Right. Oh, it's horrible. It's 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 zero waffles. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Boy, that's a. I, my heart just stuttered for a second. Okay. Too bad. So sad. Bye bye. All right. On to the next one. Then that would be Bob Marley. One love. Yes, it's the story of Bob Marley. And then you know, in a very smart way, you know, I think you know the way the the biofilms that I like are doing these days. We focus in on on a serious event. We focus in on a period of time in his life. You know, and in this period of time is is when he is shot in 1976 as he's preparing to play a peace concert there's a lot of political unrest in jamaica and uh, you know he he gets out of town man he heads off to london and we see him kind of you know moving forward with his career making one of his big albums uh, you know trying to connect with his family with his wife who, who you know he's not that nice to but he's kind of dedicated to her it's a complicated relationship so we see that playing out and you know i think it's okay i just think that you know, they could have played up more of of Bob Marley's history and his right. role in, you know, I don't want to say creating reggae, but making it super popular right, and right. making it as influential as it was in the in the early 80s. I mean, right. you know, him going off to, to, to London inspired a lot of ska music that came out of London. You know, I, that, that was a big deal. Oh. I don't feel we get, really get a good sense of that. Right. Remember, uh, you, you know, remember and, UB40. I mean, they came right out of London. Yeah. They were definitely, that was a huge band that started with, you know, with the, with the advent of Marley bringing everything mainstream. Yeah, so... You know, I feel that it just kind of, it goes through the motions. It tells the story. Uh, you know, Kingsley Benadir is the guy who plays Bob Marley. Does a great job kind of, you know, getting down his movements, his his his, his attitude, his aura, if you will. Uh, but the rest of the movie is just kind of, it's, it's passable. 
I'm at like two waffles. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Middle of the road. Okay. I can live with that. I can live with that. Finally, last two minutes, lover, stalker, killer. Let me tell you something. This is the best damn documentary I have seen in so long. Oh my. All right. So here's the deal. It's a documentary. This really happened. We interview the people that it really happened to. So it's a guy who, you know, he breaks up with uh, with his lady and uh, he decides, well, you know, I'm going to have a little fun. You're going to play the field. You're going to get on the dating apps. And uh, he meets a couple of ladies. And uh, how do I put this nicely? One of them goes crazy. And she starts threatening him. She starts attacking people in his life. Oh my God. She is terrorizing this dude. And they're trying to figure out, how are we going to stop her? And I'm telling you, the story here is one of the best stories. If you had, if somebody had made this into a movie and didn't tell me it really happened, I would never believe you. Wow. But it, it, it did happen. I mean, did she boil his <laughs> rabbit in a pot? I mean, it's just like, you know, it's... Just... Oh, we're at that level. I'm not kidding. We're at that level in yeah. this movie. Yeah. That's that's how out of control things got. And and it really becomes cool because then they bring in the guys who, who were in the police department who had to try to track this woman down, had to try to find her. And, and, and their investigation is really just shocking to watch as you see them putting the pieces together. And yeah, man, it's a four waffle documentary. Oh. This is so good. Wow. This well, is so good. Well, Terry, I can hear her clapping in the other room right now. She's so excited. All right. Lover, stalker, killer, four waffles. All right, Willie. Thank you, my friend. As always, it's great to talk with you next week. We'll see you then. Yaman, yeah, Ordinary Angels next week. Ordinary Yaman. Yeah, All right. All right. Thank you, my friend. Folks, we're out of time. I got to go. We'll see you on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't heard anything about this, and I know that you're a documentary fiend, and so is Terry, and especially oh. if it's crime and everything else, and oof, man. Um, okay, well, maybe she'll make, she might make me sit through this one if it's that good, so. I'm telling you, you, you okay, I want you to play your cards right here, my play friend. Play my cards okay. right. I, I, want you, I, want you to, I want you to go to Terry. I want to be, Terry, let's have a special night together. I've heard about this great movie I know you're going to love. You know, have have one of her favorite treats, you know, maybe a little ice cream or something. Make it a special night. And it's a win-win because you're going to love this movie. And it's just a movie, right? It's not a it. series. It's just a couple hours. It's or? just a movie. Hour, hour and a half. In and out, baby. In wow. and out. Okay. Yeah, because they, they don't get too crazy. They don't try to they don't try to buff it up. They don't try to kind of put in a lot of filler. Stretch they just it, tell yeah. the story straight through. Yeah. And, and that was the thing I appreciated the most. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, thanks for the love advice. I appreciate it. Wait, are you still That's what I'm here are for. Are you still single? Uh, all right. Okay, we got to Totally go. single. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's why they call me Dr. Love. I love you so much right now. <laughs> Just love you so much right now. My brother, I appreciate it. It's good to talk with you. We'll catch you next week, okay? All right. All right. <laughs> Folks, we really got to go this time. We will see you on Monday. Nick Baggage uh, is going to be joining us. And uh, Dennis Prager from Prager U. I think that's going to all work out there. We will see you then. Have a great day.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. 